here are the numbers. If you think these wrong way crashes are happening at an alarming rate or that there are more of them, according to the Illinois Department of Transportation, wrong way crashes jumped from 991 statewide in 2020 to 1,140 in 21. And in Chicago, IDOT received reports for 305 wrong way crashes in 2020, 376 in 2021. Joe Schwiderman is a DePaul University transportation professor. In your experience or your research, are most of these related to alcohol use or DUIs? Uh, unfortunately not. I mean, there are, of course, a, a disturbing share of them are, but we're just seeing these uh, misjudgments by drivers grow, and it's got so many different problems. We know one of them is just heavier traffic. People get oriented, disoriented quicker. They, they may panic and turn in the wrong lane if they think they're uh, need to uh, you know avoid an oncoming car on a turn, and boy, we just had that terrible accident yesterday that killed two. And that was the one on Dusaba Lakeshore Drive. Yeah, that's right. So uh, un- unfortunately, the data's come out about how these crashes are growing, and and I think our grid system in Chicago is is a play here too. These big wide streets, and when you have a lot of moving traffic, uh, people come to an intersection, they cross a couple lanes, and they turn. And they're still in, of course, the opposing traffic going the wrong way. You know, if you have fog or heavy traffic or you're, God forbid, texting while you're doing it. And so we have a lot of them just on the street grid here. And that's, uh, that's you know, a pretty big mental error for a driver. And when it's on an interstate like 90, like the entire family who perished, um, that, that crash last month was absolutely... Horrific. And and I know on some of these, like if you were leaving Belvedere and you were going to head 90 um, west, sometimes, it, it, not particularly that one, but sometimes you're, you turn left to go west or east and then the cloverleaf takes you in opposite directions. But I can see where it could be easier to get on some of the interstate ramps and head the wrong way without there being something that is glaringly obvious that you need to stop. Right, and it's like that on 294, too, as well, where they've re-engineered some intersections where sometimes, you know, you you turn right to get on a, a lane going to the right. Other times you, uh, you know, you do a, a cloverleaf-type uh, arrangement. And I think that's um, where a lot of these accidents occur on the interstate is you have two big signs saying wrong way. But, you know, at nighttime, there's not blinking lights, there's not... Uh, uh, any kind of engineering to tell you you're, you're going the wrong way. And so uh, you couple that with the fact that the new data shows that people are driving faster. I mean, they're tailgating 80 miles per hour is now the norm. Somebody going the wrong way or even approaching getting on the wrong way will cause uh, oncoming drivers, in, in a sense, to, you know, to swerve. And, and you have these multi-car pileups, and that, that terrible accident you mentioned, I think, uh, some Indiana couple. Uh, was a case of point of that, that it was uh, just a, a driver that, that got disoriented. And so is this, you know, exclusive to Illinois? Or are we seeing this across the nation? Well, the, recall the data came out a few months ago that both pedestrian accidents and uh, fatalities had gone up. And, and oftentimes there are people crossing at intersections and so forth. And, and it shifted here in town that we had a, a terrible problem downtown we still do, but pre-pandemic, the number of deaths downtown, big city push to lessen that. And those have gone down, partly because there are fewer people here, 
but they shifted the neighborhoods and gotten a lot worse there. And, uh, and like I say, the, the grid, I think the traffic is moving a little slower on the grid now that we have, you know, uh, love them or hate them, the, the speed cameras and, and heavier traffic. Uh, but we're finding the grid uh, creates a lot of situations where people, uh, um, you know, traffic can move much faster than it would say in Boston where the streets are a little narrower. I read that the greatest number of wrong-way crashes since 2019 has not been on a highway or expressway, but on Cicero Avenue, and they've had 19 wrong-way crashes. Wow, yeah, that's south end of Cicero, and I'm on that lot on the midway, and uh, the intersection between Cicero and 294 is like this complicated, uh, you know, six-way intersection of 127th Street coming on, so you have signs everywhere, and... It's so easy to get disoriented there, and we had uh, actually the highest number of, of collisions as well. So I think people get to these intersections that their mind's going a mile a minute. Where do I turn? Who's you know? Can I get in that turning lane fast enough? And and you block out some common sense, thinking like, you know, gee, before I do that, I better make sure I'm going the right way. And uh, late at night, unfortunately, is when a lot of these things happen. Josh Schweiderman is a DePaul University transportation professor. What's your take on the railway strike? It could happen at 12.01 a.m. on Friday morning. Metro is making adjustments. Amtrak has already canceled some of their runs. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, really, I'm, I'm not terribly optimistic, but I, I do think that uh, railroad workers are really charged up now, and uh, everything from uh, work conditions and safety with all the hazardous materials they're carrying, as well as... Uh, being docked for, for missing work, and it, it's really become quite emotional for railroad workers here. And with the long time since so you have a railway strike, I mean, it's been many years uh, in the U.K. We had a, a passenger train strike a while back, so I think there's something in the air about striking. But, boy, the, uh, the White House has put pressure on these railroads to, you know, to try to make a deal. Can the White House extend the cooling-off period, or does that take Congress? Uh, yeah, there's been no real sense that that's uh, going to happen. Uh, Congress can pass a bill, which would affect, you know, prohibit uh, a strike at the moment. They can't make that last forever because there's labor rights that have to be respected. And that something like that could happen here or um, uh, enough pressure on both the unions and the railroads that they try to give it another 30 days. You know, because we're in this real tight supply chain. And unlike some past disruptions where railroads have meltdowns, our trucking network, you know, has this big driver shortages. And we have about, you know, dozens of boats stacked up at the ports trying to get unloaded. So you can see why the Biden administration is, is, is quite alarmed here. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. I have a feeling we'll be reaching out again. Thank you. Joe Swiderman with DePaul. Uh, coming up next, Steve has your newscast on 720 WGN, and then we'll check in with Courtney Collins. She's the VP for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. They've got a big walk coming up. We'll get you all the details. Lisa Dent, WGN.